someone was out there throwing a spear last weekend, what did you do? Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Spartan Race. And yes, throwing a spear is part of it. There's a lot of other things going on there in the race as well. Make a public commitment. Put a date on the calendar. Let's do a Spartan Race together. If you use code SPARTANDAD, that's code SPARTANDAD, you'll get 25% off any race. For those wanting to race in Nashville, I have a way you can get your whole race paid for. Reach out to me. Check out Spartan Race. Use code SPARTANDAD. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a store, you're a group, you're a blog, you're a podcast, you're a distillery, whatever it is, you need laser edge glassware at wholesale prices. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to get you in touch with the whole family behind distilleryproducts.com doing amazing things. We use them. You should too at distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. Whether it's the chaser, the traveler, the camper, the barrels, the roto-molded coolers, be the coolest dad this summer at the pool, at the beach, camping, whatever it is you're doing at orcacoolers.com. Use code DADSEASON for 20% off your order. That's code DADSEASON for 20% off your order. And make sure you check out coming this summer. They're going to have their 10th anniversary cooler. It's going to be pretty cool. And then you can laser on that chaser teeny. You can put logos on there, custom stuff it's going to be really cool use code dad season for 20 percent off at orcacoolers.com so you got like the youtube tv or like something like that right or no no uh well anyway jump to the chase here like if you watch stuff like on the networks on there because you know it's supposed to be like network tv like espn well in between like sporting events there'll be like one or two commercials and then one or two blank spaces that just says your program will return shortly. Like, you can't imagine there's not somebody that would pay for advertising space for that. It just seems bewildering to me. I like actually how is, have how a serious... Than something. I actually have a serious answer for this because I was in media, and I can answer it for you if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't understand how nothing is better than something because someone would give you some amount of money for that space. No, I know. This is a total... Co- like cold open killer because i'm about to like really answer it but every break there are national spots and local spots so you basically tell like the local espn affiliate whatever the the local abc station or just you know at&t or comcast nashville whatever your provider is gets to sell ads in those spots so there's national spots and then there's local spots same thing happens with radio so the local spots are when that thing comes up and the national spots that espn owns are the ones that actually show and since you're using youtube tv you don't have a local provider and therefore it doesn't show local ads so aren't those dollars missed no, I mean, the local people are still getting them. I think the dollars missed would be by YouTube TV if they wanted to program ads. So maybe like. At yeah, that- I mean, that's what I mean. If, it, if, it, if it's a blank space, it's dollars missed, right? Yeah, it's being used locally for regular TV providers, but the streaming services hasn't haven't figured out how to put ads in there yet. Gotcha. No, it just seems like somebody somewhere is bound to pay some amount of money. You know, it's better than the equivalent of basically like a screensaver that says, we'll be back shortly with your program. (laughs) 
Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. We weren't funny like that. I know Zeke was going someplace. No, I mean, it'd be funny. It just you know, I have those moments where I'm like, well, how does this make sense in 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 my world? Which things bother me some days, and that one really does. Like I've been, I've had that like teed up for weeks now. Well, you learn something new every day. I feel like other people out there may have too. I mean, I can't be the only one with YouTube TV. No, a lot of people have it. And <laughs> it'll do it still on, you know, if you have Hulu TV or whatever the streamers are, they just haven't figured out how to put those ads in there. It will even happen. So like, because I'm super cheap and it's not that I'm cheap. It's just TV is so damn expensive. And we do. Yeah. We do Disney Plus, and then what annoys me more is I do Di- the Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus bundle, and I can't watch live TV on ESPN unless I have a streaming provider. You know, so I can watch Thirty for Thirty and the Jeter stuff and the Brady stuff. You know, I can watch all the documentaries but I can't actually watch a game as it's happening because I don't have a local TV provider. It's on YouTube. I know it's on YouTube, but I'm saying with YouTube TV, I know, but I'm saying I bought ESPN plus. I should be able to watch what the hell's on ESPN. If you buy ESPN plus, like they should automatically stream ESPN and ESPN two and sec network and shit like that. Like I should be able to see a friggin' football game because I bought ESPN plus, like I shouldn't just be able to see the shows after the fact. Sounds like you should have got YouTube TV instead of Hulu. I get it. I didn't get the live TV thing in Hulu though. So, oh, well, anyways, now I'm, now that I'm bitter. So I do, I do Disney plus, you know, cause, and the reason we didn't do cable, I'll be completely honest is my daughter has taken over the TV, Right. When she's awake and she's there, we're watching Bluey, we're watching Netflix. Like so I have Netflix, I have Disney I have the Disney Hulu ESPN bundle, and then I think I paid for Paramount because she wanted to watch some JoJo Siwa stuff. You know, so I have all these individual streaming things, and then for the local channels, I just have antennas on the TVs. So you know. I could watch the news or late night TV if I want to, but I don't have like on demand or any crap like that. I mean, the problem is your network and I don't mean your, your TV. I mean, your network, like, you know how many different like platforms or like apps I skis off people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, why does that not surprise me that you're skeezing it? I'm like, ah, you know, I have bunny ears. I mean, I still got certain things I won't buy simply because I use my mom's Amazon account. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like a 40-year-old. Like, Mama, could I use your Amazon today? I mean, she literally asked me, oh, you got a dog for the kids? Like, no, Mom, I just ordered a bed. I don't want to talk about it. We're good, though. Everybody now is wondering why you ordered a dog bed. We won't go into that. That will be another show. This show is going to be quick, y'all. 
my iPad is going to die. We were just talking with uh, Ryan Merkline from Holiday Distilling, McCormick Distilling, Ben Holiday, Missouri Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That interview is going to come out later, but you know my iPad's going to die pretty soon, and we needed to get another show out. So I said, Zeke, this one's got to be quick and just... I'm at 20%, so we should be good for a few minutes. We are drinking Branch and Barrel from Boulder, Colorado. So this was Ryan and Tom were working in Boulder, Colorado when they decided it would be a hell of a lot of fun to make an authentic bourbon whiskey in their spare time. Together with their friend Scott, they fashioned an old water heater into a still and and began to fiddle with different recipes. After many fruitless attempts, they found a formula that worked. Once successfully distilling a delicious white spirit, they turned to using cuttings from tree branches in Tom's backyard to flavor their liquor stored in mason jars in Tom's basement. As a result, their first barrels were these branches, hence the name Branch and Barrel. Friends and family loved it that they pushed to scale up production and turn branch and barrel into a business. So that is the back. That's the background on the brand. And going into this though, I found the process, like they use construction industry connections. They acquired secondhand equipment. There still once was a Campbell soup maker, the fermentation tanks used to hold condiments and the high and low wine containers were formerly used in a soft drink facility. And the tin cap sealer is a repurposed drill press from the 1930s. So lots of fun stuff that they did to make their own stuff. They sourced their corn in Northeastern Colorado and their water from El Dorado Springs in Colorado. This mix offers a sweet body with multi notes. The finished high wines are aged in char three new white oak barrels, filling branch and barrel whiskey with caramel and vanilla notes. The final product is a delicious whiskey with authentic Colorado character. Now, we are drinking their flagship bourbon. I couldn't find a lot of information about this. They didn't send it with us or with their stuff. I'm going to actually check here to see if there's an email on anything. I don't have anything in the email. Just double checking to make sure. I will double check in the Instagrams. Like, I don't see a lot of stuff about it. Even in what you rattled off to me, which I actually paid more attention than normal. But is there a barrel in this? Because I swear I heard you say they used branches and mason jars. That was for their first thing. Their very, very Uh, first one. And then now they don't do that. Okay. Because I heard that and I was like, what in the world? But Okay. I feel a little better now. Yeah, it is not that. And I had talked about an info sheet, some stuff that's in there, but 
I don't actually have an info sheet from them on this one. And if they sent it, I'm sorry, but yeah, I know the old. So what I'm able to find on their website is it just says our signature flagship bourbon was created to awaken the senses, giving you a taste of pure bliss using Colorado's finest ingredients. This natural spring water and prairie corn. We're proud to share this piece of heaven on earth. A little more information would be awesome. Just a heads up, y'all, like maybe age, mash bill, anything you want to give us. We are ready to hear it, but I'm trying to find the bottle. Hold on. Here it is. Let me look at this bottle. It says Branch and Barrel Bourbon, handcrafted in Colorado, American-made. It's batch 18, distilled, aged, aged, and bottled by Bab Distilling, Centennial, Colorado. You know, I don't know. It doesn't have a lot of information here, Zeke. I was able to look at the old, and I don't know how true this is because this was done. This review was done in 2020 by Breaking Bourbon, and they said it's non-age stated, 80% corn, 20% malted barley, but I don't know if that's true. I mean, it was true then, but I don't know if it's true now. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It is still about 45 bucks for this one. That's all I got. Well, I mean, you did your best. I definitely tried to go anywhere I could. I was looking at different. The the only review I have found for this one on the internet was the Breaking Bourbon one. So shout out to the guys over at Breaking Bourbon for being on top of it. But I haven't really found, you know, there's some YouTube ones that are on there but i didn't have time to watch them so that's pretty much all i have well then i guess we should just dive on in huh yeah what did you think up front it 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 comes in a little brash and definitely the first two things i picked up were an, an oak and a bitterness which to me kind of lends the thought process of, um, you know, smaller barrels, short barrels, whatever you want to call them. Because assumably it's not too old, but um, you, you just get an overwhelming amount of barrel characteristics uh, beneath and past that. Uh, again, kind of true to some of those just smaller barrel things. Uh, it kind of um, like composted fruit. I don't, it's just... It's kind of soured, which probably the best term in the world. But if you ever even, you know, had fruit in your fridge, you didn't realize how long it had been in there. And, you know, you took a bite into it, whether it be a honeydew or a watermelon or whatever. It, it all kind of has the same essence. It's the same of like smelling a compost pile. It, I don't know. It, it just kind of really resonates with me for a lot of those those smaller barrels. And it had a really dry exit. I mean, I felt the tongue was pretty parched. And that was about the best I could put down. I totally get the smaller barrels reference to this. I mean, I get a little bit of vanilla on the nose, but 
a lot of corn, you know, a lot of young corn, brash corn. And same thing on the taste. It's like that citrusy craft note that we've talked about in the past. It's just a little rough. Like, and, and if you're trying to go for like, you know, we're out on the prairie in Colorado and we're ranchers and some, you know, this is some campfire whiskey that, you know, a cowboy is going to drink then cool, but it's a little rough. I was thinking more maybe a a skillet and cooking something. Maybe, you know, but you're sitting there by the fire, you're drinking this <laughs> and you're, uh, you're cooking something on some cast iron that your horse carried, <laughs> you know, you have it on the, the saddle of the horse hanging down as you go. And this is, this is some prairie type shit. It's, it, it's a bit tough. I'll, I'll lend it that to be nice. And I think I just have to say, you know, where this one is not my favorite and I'm just going to say it's a little harsh and a little young and it's a pass for me. I can't give a good commentary on it because I don't know enough about the mash bill, the age, the, you know, was it aged in 53 gallon barrels? I can't even sit. And that's the, the tough thing, right? We hate giving, reviews where we say we don't like something we always like to say what it is about that that we don't like i just don't know enough information about this one if it's 80 20 i don't necessarily think the 80 20 is bad but i also wonder like maybe it needs a couple more years in the barrel what if this is aged you know one to two years or i'm just saying we don't know because we don't know the details around it you know what i mean I just just think it's tougher to use those smaller barrels. I mean, if we're wrong, I'll eat crow for it. It it just has too many characteristics that are very reminiscent of that. And you really have to micromanage those things, which I don't think most people have the time or or energy to do. Like Uh, Whatever you think that you need to age in those micro barrels, like cut off three months. I mean, maybe more than that. Even then, like, you, I feel like you have to know a point of like, all right, once it hits X, we have to taste this daily. And when so-and-so says it's good, we, we dump it that day. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, they put an X on it. We're going to go pull it in a little bit. No, we're going to pull it in about five minutes and dump that damn thing because it might change by the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, that's probably being exaggerated, but. You know, like it just moves a lot and a lot faster than traditional whiskey. I get it. I'm with you. I would love to try this one again to see where they go maybe in a couple of years. But right now, we we don't do this too often. But right now, I think I would pass on this one. I, I think it's just for the same reason as you. I get that younger barrel note. And I just or not the the smaller barrel note. And I just haven't found a barrel that wasn't aged 53 gallons that I've loved, you know, or less than 53 gallons. Maybe, you know, if there was a 45 gallon, but you know, those 10, 15 gallon barrels have not done it for me. I mean, I feel like finicky is almost an understatement for, for how those things can move and change. Agreed. Thank you to Branch and Barrel for sending us this whiskey. 
we're sorry it was not one of our favorites, but you know, we wish you all the good luck in the future. And we're happy to try anything again and feel free to give us more information and we will talk more about it. But you can go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.